Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida, and brought to you by Tico People's Gas, at the heart of Florida's energy. The continuous improvement of a family business is the focus as South Florida Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Mel Melendez sits down with Andrew Koenig, CEO of City Furniture. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Florida Business Minds. Thanks, Mel, for having me. Now, you're the CEO of City Furniture, one of the largest home furnishing chains in Florida, with about two dozen showrooms across the entire state. And it seems like City Furniture has been in quite the growth mode lately. So let's talk a little bit about what's led to your company's recent success and, of course, any developing trends that you see in the industry. I know that the company was founded in the 1970s as Waterbed City by your dad, Keith, and his brother, and that it slowly evolved into the award-winning furniture and home accents company it is today. I also know that while many industries were hurting during the COVID pandemic, the exact opposite was true for furniture retailers, as more remote workers were revamping their living spaces and their home offices. How did City Furniture keep up with that heightened demand during COVID? And can you share some of the strategies or lessons learned during the pandemic that you've continued to employ now? Good question. So, you know, our success over the last three years has been accumulation of a lot of different good decisions that have we've made over the last several years. So um, whether it's investing in our product lineup, whether it's investing in our service strategies like, um, you know, fast delivery, same day delivery, free shipping, you name it, big, beautiful stores, great sales training, you name it. So a lot of the success we had, it's been over the last decade or longer of great decisions. I would say one of the big one that comes to mind with that, a question like that though, is our culture and our management system at at City is really unique. We've learned from Toyota for the last 15 plus years on their methodology to continuously improve. So at City, we've been on what is called a lean journey. And uh, since 2007, where all aspects of our business are trying to get better at what they do, whether it's the HR team, whether it's the sales team, whether it's the marketing team, whether it's the operations team, everyone has this mindset of continuously getting better. So when the the pandemic happened, it was just another problem that we had to solve. Okay, stores are shut down. How do we get sales? All right, well, let's divert to virtual appointments. Let's divert to online sales. Let's have in-store appointments where a shopper would have the entire store to themselves for 30 minutes and still be able to shop. So we just problem solved our way to drive sales in a very difficult time. We problem solved our way to get inventory here and uh, still have inventory when customers needed it and when that demand really picked up. So we were able to see the trends. We were able to see the problems that were in front of us. And we didn't react emotionally. We reacted in our normal selves, how we operate our day to day. And um, it did lead to some pretty amazing growth. In 2020, we wrote sales up to 20% higher. The following year, almost 50%. And, uh, you know, our business has been in a great growth path. And, uh, you know, the last uh, 18 months here, 2022, 2023, things have slowed down the housing market, interest rates, you name it. But um, we're just going to continue to problem solve in whatever economic or environment that we're in. And I believe that's why we're continuing to grow, continue to have success, continue to have fun along the way. Great. Now, sales for the U.S. furniture market exceeded $225 billion this year, according to Statista, which estimates that sales will continue to grow annually by about 4% through 2027. Where do you envision that growth coming from? 
I've seen this forecast as well. And, you know, I think the big theme that the pandemic really, I think, hit everybody in the world is just the importance of home. So I think you're getting a lot of the growth because the importance of home, you know, look, hybrid work is a real thing. Our corporate office associates, you know, hybrid work, you know, working from home is a big deal. You know, we're, we're hiring people from out of the state that I would have never imagined. So they can't even come into the office. So now their house means more to them, right? It's their home. It's their sanctuary. It's their dining spot. It's sometimes it's their kids schooling. I'm talking to parents about homeschooling more than I've ever had over the last couple of years. So the home means more than anything. So you're seeing natural growth over the last three years because of the pandemic. And we see that trend continuing. So some of the product categories, home office, dining tables, even the outdoor patio is a big deal now. People, you know, they want to escape their home, but still be at their home. So out in the patio, really all aspects of the home, almost all the categories are getting investment, even home accents. Okay, I'm in my home. I look at Zillow a lot and I see people's homes that they're selling and they're almost rarely really properly home beautified by like home accents and really that final touch to really make your house a home. We're seeing those growth categories because people now want to change out their home for the holidays, for Halloween, for, you know, Easter, you name it. So almost all categories are seeing a nice improvement, but there is a real reality this year. The home furnishings industry really is tightly correlated to the home sector. And we've seen a pullback there. So actually home furnishings this year will decline year over year for the industry, not our business, but for the industry. But I do believe that they're right, that over the next three or four or five years, you're going to see a ninth growth in the 4% range might be right. And I think it's because of all those reasons I described. Now, you touched a little bit on the economy earlier, and many executives I've spoken with are concerned about the softening of the economy. Are you worried about the economy or how worried are you? And how do you think furniture companies are going to make it through a potential recession? So I wouldn't say worried. Maybe it's a tougher situation when you have a declining housing market if you're in our industry. But like my uncle used to tell me, he's like, Andrew, you got to learn how to grow a business in a good economy, bad economy. It's just a different situation. So I think if you're overly worried, there's something wrong with that business model. Now, sometimes I'm worried about a big drop that I can't forecast like I did, you know, in March of 2020, when we forecasted it during COVID, okay, all stores shut down, you get notified today, you don't have much time to react. Those are situations I get real worried. But In this situation, I think everybody in home furnishings has to pay attention to the housing market and know that it's in slower times. As the housing market improves, it's not gonna it's not gonna blow up. You know, it's gonna naturally grow two, three, four percent growth. And that'll be like old historical growth rates. And we need to figure out how to run our businesses in that level of market size, whatever that may be. So navigating that sales forecast is challenging. At City, we're constantly forecasting our sales to ensure that we have the right headcount, we have the right service levels. We're not over-investing, we're not under-investing. But all of that is problem-solving. So uh, we're spending a lot of time and energy monitoring those forecasts and monitoring those investments so that we're we're navigating this properly. So, But um, we're very fortunate that my father and my uncle really built our business. They came from very humble beginnings and saved every penny, paid down every debt as fast as they possibly can. And that's allowed us to get through the Great Recession, COVID, you know, any squirrely economic environment. But as business leaders, we need to be able to run businesses in good economies and bad economies. And I think that's what I would hope everybody puts a lot of time and energy to really try to figure that out. And then you don't have to be as worried. Andrew Koenig joining us next 
What's ahead in the ever-changing world of home furnishings when Florida Business Minds continues? People's Gas. Through its innovation and infrastructure investment, People's Gas has maintained safe and reliable delivery of natural gas to homes and businesses since 1895. More about People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy at floridasenergy.com. How do you see the industry overall changing over the next 10 years or so? Over the next 10 years, I like to sometimes compare our home furnishings industry to the electronics retail industry or even the home improvement industry. I do believe the bigger are going to get bigger. And I do think with technology changes in the world, you need to have big budgets to invest in technology. So I think there will be a consolidation. I do believe the top home furnishings retailers will continue to take more share. Not to say that a small or medium-sized business can uh, be very successful in our industry, but I do think it, it gets harder over time because of the investments in technology, as well as the investments in people and services that you need. It's not easy to run a business nowadays. And if you look at the home improvement industry, you know, how, you know, how many home improvement retailers do you really think of now, right? You know, it's Home Depot, it's it's Lowe's. When you think electronics retail, you got Best Buy and and you got the behemoths, the Amazons, the Walmarts, the Targets. I'm sure I'm missing some, but there's definitely a consolidation. The bigger get bigger. And I do think, you know, over the next 10 years, I would expect those top 10, top 20 retailers continue to take more market share. I do think for those smaller, medium-sized companies, they got to find out their niche and where do they succeed at and really do well. It's going to be challenging because of the investments that you need. Real estate's a fortune nowadays. I mean, it, I don't care where you are in the country. People costs are expensive. Insurance is expensive. So I think you got to grow in order to really continue to grow in this type of uh, next decade that the home furnishings industry is kind of taking on. All right. And what do you think makes City Furniture different than most other furniture retailers? I mean, I can tell you what I like. I love the same day delivery. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I know it's cliche, but our culture, you know, I just got off an hour long town hall where the whole company can ask me anything. And, uh, you know, they ask me tough questions and I love it because I know what's in their head. They know what's in my head. and, And we just have what, you know, we call ourselves City Family. We're just like a family, just trying to run a family business and do it together in a fun and rewarding and exciting way. So just having the relationships that I do with all of our team, I think is special. And and I think our teams really love hanging out with each other. Um, I remember before the pandemic, when we had a really big happy hour in marketing, we had over 87% attendance at the happy hour. And I network with Toyota a lot. One of the big factors that they said is, if you have a good culture, that means people like hanging out with each other after hours. And I thought they're right. That makes a lot of sense. You're choosing to hang out with your coworkers. Wow, that's a big sign. You really, you got a good thing going. So I think our culture is really in a solid spot. Now, I'd be lying to you. If the pandemic gave us a big wallop. Like we, it set us back a couple of years, but we're building back to who we were then and we're going to come back even stronger. So the culture comes to mind, but I will go back. The other thing that makes us super different is I got an army of problem solvers in every department. The sales team's trying to close better, 
build tickets stronger, sell the right product, less customer issues. The delivery team's trying to problem solve to have first time completions, great customer experience, great delivery satisfaction. My legal team is trying to, you know, reduce cases. Uh, you know, my admin team is trying to be more efficient and increase more suggestions. Like, man, every department, I'm just so proud that is just going after problem solving. It could be safety related, quality related, customer related, financial performance related, their morale related. They are incentivized, rewarded, given the autonomy to solve problems, in, which I'm real proud of. And they really do. And that's why we're different. I just think we solve problems faster, quicker, better than others in our industry. I can't speak. I just feel that way. Now, on a personal note, did you always know that you went into the family business? And if not, when did you realize you wanted to pursue city furniture as a full-time career? So no, actually, I wanted to be a professional golfer. So in high school, I played basketball and golf, and I really practiced really hard uh, when I really started loving golf. And I walked on uh, and got a scholarship at a school called Elon University. I tried to go as far as I could, but I remember playing some like the top five schools and really quickly realizing, whoa, those guys are way better than me. And I only in another five years of practicing 10 hours a day. I was like, man, I need to get a, a job. Luckily, I fell in love in college with accounting and finance. I always loved Monopoly. Uh, so it was weird. I had this like competitive drive to monopoly and i didn't realize business was fun they need to not call business work work as a kid sounds yeah. negative like work oh man that sounds tough like work. i don't want to go work but business can be fun it, like i love the people i interact with it's you know it's comp friendly competition you know everybody in our industry we pretty much know each other we love our industry i'm hanging out with a lot of my competitors uh this week in new york and we all love what we do and it's fun competition to have some success and so luckily I pivoted real quick, found something I loved. Awesome. All right. So that about wraps it up. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. I really enjoyed learning more about the company and how you got into it. And I didn't know you were such a strong golfer. So I definitely learned something new. Ah, thanks. The game's a little shaky now. Uh, the full-time job's taking over, but thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for downloading Florida Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Florida and brought to you by Tico People's Gas at the heart of Florida's energy.